0: Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies, along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition, as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hey, sister friend, welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell. I'm an alignment and manifestation coach for women entrepreneurs, women who want more out of their life in general and, and really more out of themselves. Women who know how to put an action plan into place and know how to buckle down and put their head down and truly know how to get shit done, but have maybe been recognized themselves doing it out of alignment where there ends up with more exhaustion or fatigue or more frustration or less than optimal results or an area of their life that has become compromised or recognizing that they're operating out of alignment with their values or they're way too far on the masculine side of that energy scale, the masculine and feminine energy. And there's just this whole disruption of alignment for truly how they want to be showing up and creating their life. And what I teach to my students is aligned intelligence that allows them to work on their alignment and their growth. And then more importantly, keep and navigate that alignment once they have found themselves at a higher operating level. And that fourth phase of aligned intelligence is embodiment, knowing how to calibrate and keep the alignment and recognize when there are things that are knocking us out of alignment, really having that conscious awareness of how we're feeling, how our body's operating, how we're thinking, how we are receiving guidance or downloads or ideas or intuition. uh, And then ultimately how we are showing up in the world. Is that fullest, highest expression of ourselves showing up the way we want it to? And if it's not, then we need to look at what's out of alignment. And so today, on today's episode, I want to go through five red flags that you can look out for to uh, give a little insight into if things are coming out of alignment for you. Because when we can stop things before they've gotten too far, we are way more prone to move forward faster. I like to look at getting back into alignment like a speed bump, as opposed to being totally like car wrecked off the road having to you know completely rebuild coming back into life. Uh, on previous episodes you've if you've been listening and you've heard me talk about alignment like surfing, learning how to surf and becoming a master surfer and or master at alignment and navigating yourself. And when we are a good surfer, which by the way I am not, I just really like the analogy. Um when someone is a good surfer, they'll know how to navigate those waves below them. And they'll have that forward sight and that conscious awareness into the little uh, pivots or shifts within their body that are being knocked out of alignment and where that strength or stability or agility needs to come more into place to hold their state on the surfing board. And alignment is no different. We don't want to be thrown off our surfboard and it's like, farther away from us and we need to swim back to it and find a new wave and get back up and hold ourselves on that surfboard, like being totally knocked out of alignment and life just feels like it's so upside down and there's so much work to get it back into alignment. No, we want to become really good surfers and really good surfers at alignment so that we can navigate those small little like hiccups or gusts of wind that we maybe didn't anticipate or a wave that's coming at us a little bit too much, but we have the strength to be able to hold ourselves there and not get not get knocked over. So let's dive into these uh, five red flags. And by no means is this list exhausted. It's just five common ones that I really see for myself. And I see popping up in clients where I kind of like, let's put the brakes on and have a little bit of look at what's happening here. And so red flag number one is that there is a passion dwindling. So it could be for life in general, this could be for an area in your life, but there there is a less engaged energy for what you're doing. Uh, I've seen this in business. I have seen this in past relationships. I think intimate relationships are a really... Uh, good way to talk about passion, but it can. this can be translated into any area of your life, a fitness goal, a health goal. When we don't feel like we want to go that extra mile or we are not looking forward to something, or we just don't feel like we're in it anymore, that energy to show up in there feels very forced. So if you're in an intimate relationship and that passion has dwindled, do you want to go the extra mile for that person? do you uh you know look forward to seeing them or do you feel engaged and present and in conversation like in there with them no if that passion has dwindled you're most likely like checked out and so that's a huge red flag for anything especially like uh, as i've shifted and pivoted like business models and so forth so forth if i find myself checked out and that checked out doesn't get alleviated and again Passion isn't like one day I didn't have passion and like, uh-oh, I'm so out of alignment. No, when it comes to passion, there's usually been a repeated pattern and a point where you recognize that like I don't want to show up in this anymore. Like I don't want to do this anymore. This feels like more work than it should be. And I've really put in the put in the effort to make it work for me, but it's just not. Uh, passion and fun is a is a value of mine. It's a personal value. And anything that I do or friendships or relationships or, you know, what I commit myself to, I want to make sure I'm passionate about it. Because I know for myself, when I feel passionate, the best of me comes out. I'm creative and I want to go that extra mile. So I get really intuitive and ideas and downloads for how to make that situation better. And so when we have passion, there is an energy that comes about us that is different When we have passion, we don't let the small things bother us so much. When we have passion, the challenges and the struggles that will arise with most situations because life is not perfect will be worth overcoming. But without passion, it's going to feel like you are dragging yourself through the mud. So have a look for that. And again, this isn't like one day and this isn't even like one week. Passion needs to be an ongoing uh, pattern that you've seen. If you've ever broken out of a relationship, most likely the passion has dwindled and it wasn't something that happened overnight or within a week or most likely within a month. There might even have been years where you've stayed in something without the passion before you've come to the conclusion that it's time to move forward. And in those moments, we can always, it's real, I think it's really important to recognize that that passion was lacking because how many times have you gotten out of a situation and you're like, wow, I wish I did that sooner? And so this is why learning how to navigate your alignment and be on the lookout for this sooner rather than later can help bring you back into alignment so much faster. Red flag number two for any signs that you're coming out of alignment is that you're looking for relief from something. This kind of goes hand in hand with passion. If you're doing a task or you've said yes to doing something or you have started a project or any, th- any action that you are taking, if you are taking that action and not present in the moment with that action, and you're looking to do it to get it over with, also known as a relief from something, that's a huge indication that that action or that thing is out of alignment for you. Um, I know the boundaries are one thing that can come up if we feel like we're looking for a relief. Maybe there wasn't a boundary set. Uh, you said yes to something you wanted to say no to. You've stayed in something longer than that your passion has allowed you to. You uh, maybe were procrastinating on something, or you didn't honor yourself earlier with time or scheduling to do something. So you've put yourself into a situation where there is a forced effort. And so whenever we're looking for relief from something, like we're you're not enjoying it. you're not in the present moment, and you're looking to get it over with. I know for myself, I never want to feel like I am doing something just to get it over with. That is a total disconnection with life. It's a huge red flag for what you're doing. You're not enjoying. And I look at enjoying like in joy in life, enjoy in life, enjoy in life, enjoying life, enjoying life. And so when we are not in joy in our life, we're disconnected. We're not engaged. We're most likely going to feel a lack of energy. And there isn't that overall vitality of who you truly can be to show up within that thing. Red flag number three uh, to look out for if you're being knocked out of alignment is fatigue. Uh, And this can come in a few different ways or as an accumulation. We want to look at physical fatigue, uh, mental fatigue, emotional fatigue, or just an overall feeling of low energy when we are in alignment and when we are operating at a high vibration and we know that we are showing up as our best and we are engaged and we have passion and we are in the moment for what we're creating because we are connected to it, we will have an energy that comes through us that sometimes is unexplainable. Now, and this isn't operating out of adrenaline where we will have high energy and it's more of a frantic energy. No, we're operating in a grounded, very clear, aligned, high vibrational energy. And so when we're out of alignment with what we're doing, we will have fatigue. Things will feel harder. It will feel like it's more work to get yourself physically going or mentally engaged with someone on something or emotionally present and in the moment with whatever that you're doing. And this is why when I work with uh, Aligned Intelligence with my students, the third phase of that is activating, activating a whole, a new whole self. And we look at the physical self. We look at the mental self. We look at the emotional self. We look at your intuitive self and how you are showing up and expressing yourself. And and we have to look at you uh, from a totality perspective because fatigue can set in, in any different parts of ourselves here. and We need to have an awareness and elevate those different sides of ourselves. So activate a new higher physical self, activate a new higher mental self, activate a new higher emotional self so that you show up more engaged and you can rewrite old patterns. A lot of the times, if anybody hasn't done alignment or growth work, or if you have gotten into growth work, you'll realize that there is this constant evolution of reinvention and rediscovering of ourselves and the patterns that we've allowed to set in or the newer patterns that have come into our consciousness that are no longer serving us. The human part of us, uh, and especially our mind, our brain, it likes to work on autopilot. And this comes from a survival perspective. The human wants to maintain as much energy as it possibly can so that it can conserve resources. Our human body doesn't know when our next meal is coming. It doesn't know when we're going to be in a fight or flight situation and need those extra energy reserves. So when it can, and when it is in a safe environment that it's not in fight or flight, it will conserve as much as possible. And so when we conserve as much as possible and we're in a more rest and digest state, the body goes on a little bit of an autopilot. And if we aren't doing growth work and if we are not increasing our consciousness, we'll keep running on autopilot with these programs. Now, and this is why growth work is so exciting because there's so many levels that we can get to. When we get to a stability of a new higher self and we feel some groundedness and we feel some uh, stability within a new self that we have activated, then we need to look for ways to continue to activate ourselves. And so if we are not being challenged or we are not um, setting new higher visions for ourselves, or we don't have a forward vision, we most likely go on autopilot and just stay in the day-to-day. And that's why visioning is so important, um, asking yourself proper questions. And, and I don't necessarily believe in a vision of you know, what does your five-year or 10-year plan look like, but what does your next week look like? This is a question I ask my private clients, you know, what do you foresee coming down the pipeline next week? All the things, what are all the things you foresee going right? What are the challenges that could be popping up that you might need to have an increased awareness of? Because when we can have a forward vision, then we're actually creating our future. When you can sit down and say, okay, this week, I want to feel engaged with what I'm doing. I want to feel like I have a lot of time. I want to feel like I'm flowing from task to task. I want to be engaged and present and have some fun with the family. I want to make sure I connect with, for myself, I want to connect with Joe. I want open conversation. I want to feel like we're on the same page. I want to feel like uh, we have a good flow together. When you have a forward vision like that, Then, what that does is it uh, triggers your reticular activating system. Tony Robbins talks about this. Um, It's big in NLP uh, and neuro linguistic programming work uh, because once you bring something into your conscious awareness, you are more likely to witness a moment for you to be able to step up and rise to the occasion of that thing that you triggered or put focus on that thing that you had triggered in the past. As a really clear example, I've ever been looking for a new vehicle and maybe you don't see many of them on the road or you come across this vehicle and you're like, oh my God, like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love it. I've you know, never seen anything like this. That's the car I want. And then you start seeing it everywhere. It's because you activated your reticular activating system. And we can do this as well for when we want to paint a vision for us that will, so for example. Let's say that I want to have a fun, engaging, you know, dinner with the family and I want to make sure I'm really present. Well, if I have set that vision for myself earlier, when I'm done my work day and I'm ready to, you know, shut off business side of Sarah and go into family side of Sarah, it allows me to again, ask myself, "Hmm, what did I set forth for my vision with this? I wanted to be engaged. I wanted it to be fun. And I really wanted to be present. How can I bring that side of myself through? And this is this is where that conscious work comes in. And so look for fatigue. You could just be tired of making decisions. That's mental fatigue. You're tired of thinking, tired of solving problems, mental fatigue, emotional fatigue. You feel like you just can't deal with something anymore. And then, you know, physical fatigue, your physical body feels tired. There's a, um, a decrease of energy overall. Have a look for fatigue because it's a huge red flag for misalignment and may just need from you the question of what do I see for my vision over the next hour? Start with the next hour. It can be small. The fourth red flag that you can look out for is a fear-based mindset. And again, this is going to take conscious work to be able to recognize this. Um, Fear-based mindset can come in when we've been triggered in a uh, a fight, flight, or freeze situation. Um, There's been a scary situation. Something comes up that triggers your fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, This could look like worry and anxiety and trying to project thoughts too far into the future, trying to predict what's going to happen um, to keep yourself safe. This could look like feeling guilt, recognizing guilt. Uh, guilt comes up when we feel like we should do something or shouldn't have done something that all the shoulds you know I like to think about it like we should all over ourselves uh, I know my women in business this, this can be really hard of I, I you know I, I should have put more effort here or I should have done this or I could have done that or oh, I shouldn't have done this uh, maybe even taking downtime should I take downtime there's that guilt so look at where you are shoulding All over yourself, because that's a fear based mindset. Uh, Judgment as well. Where are you judging yourself? Or are you recognizing yourself judge other people? Judgment on ourselves is uh, really a a lack of love and compassion and and, um, empathy for ourselves. And judgment onto others is a mirror for the own judgment that we have inside of ourselves. And so judgment is really powerful to be able to look out for and ask yourself where am I not showing compassion for myself? Or why am I denying this part of myself? And why does that opinion matter? Social media is a really great training ground for watching your judgment. And even try this next time you're scrolling through social media. What are the opinions um, that you are coming up with by looking at the content there? What are the decisions you are making about the people that you are looking at there? Those opinions that you're making, that judgmental view. And judgment doesn't have to be a bad judgment or a negative judgment. Judgment can be great. But ask yourself, why am I forming this opinion? And why does it matter that I think this? It's a really powerful question. The other fear-based mindset that we can look at is comparison. Where are you comparing yourself to something or someone and thinking that you need to be that right now, or you should have been that by now. Comparison is, um, I I like to look at it and how how I've recognized it in myself is uh, a a lack of truly viewing myself in my power um, and lack of trust within myself. Because if I'm looking at something outside of myself and comparing myself to, let's say, another woman's business, which I've definitely done in the past, and I think it can be easy to fall into this when uh, we're all so many, so much of us are on social media and we're seeing so much of what other people are doing. And so when I catch myself comparing myself, uh, it's usually because I think I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet, or I should be doing that, or um, they maybe look successful. So I should be doing that. And, but when we come back off of that and learn to trust that we are right where we need to be, trust that you will make the right decisions when they come up. Trust that you are in a position to really work on what is highlighted in your life right now and to be careful to not get too far ahead of yourself with what is needed right now for you. Sustainable manifestations will always come from the right next action. And when we can get quiet with ourselves and recognize and trust ourselves and listen to that intuition, you will know what your next right action is. And maybe you want that business of that woman that you see online. Awesome. That's such a great vision for yourself. But there's no need to compare your journey with theirs. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's situation is always different. Everybody's business is always different because you are different. You are different. And one of the most powerful things that we can do to get rooted in our confidence and our trust for ourselves is to be okay with being different be okay with being our unique self because that is who you authentically are and people will feel that. And the fifth and final red flag that you can look out for as a sign of getting knocked out of alignment is that you're fixated on time. This ties into the last conversation of being, uh, or sorry, the last point of operating in a fear-based mindset and recognizing those few things that I I, uh, pointed out for you there. When we are fixated on time, we're not in the present moment. And when we're not in the present moment, we're slipping out of alignment because when we're in the present moment, we will be appreciating the moment that we created. We will be appreciating the moment that we are creating. We will be be appreciating where we are in this moment in time and that groundedness and that trust that we are right where we need to be. Now, This doesn't mean to not be on a schedule. This doesn't mean to not check the time. This doesn't mean to not be responsible and, you know, blend in with society for the 24 hour clock that uh, is within our system. But if we are always checking the time, if you're always feeling like you don't have enough time, if you feel like you are being a slave to time, this is a huge indication of being knocked out of the present moment and most likely being too future focused. Because when we feel like we don't have enough time, we're too focused on what's coming down the pipeline and not in this present moment for what needs your attention and focus and energy and manifesting power right now. And so a really good practice to get back into the present moment is meditation or breath work. And if you're someone who feels like you don't know how to meditate or you're not good at meditating or haven't tried meditating or feel like you don't have time for meditation, I really urge you to try. Just try a little bit harder with this practice. Meditation, I have found, is very much like going to the gym and doing a workout. Not every workout you just hit out of the park and you're like, I freaking crushed that. That was awesome. (laughs) No, like sometimes it's a good workout and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's okay and sometimes that's okay. So meditation is the same. Sometimes we can't get our mind to the complete stillness, but what I like to look at uh, within a meditation or a breathing practice is that time that I gave to myself to focus on myself. And that can bring us back into alignment. It can bring us back into the present moment. And even if it's five minutes, five minutes of clearing your mind to the best of your ability that you can in that moment in time, five minutes of shutting out the world just to focus on yourself and five minutes of committing to your growth and alignment practices is huge. Huge. There's a lot of people out there who don't take five minutes to just stop, try to clear their mind, to connect, to to ground themselves and just to find center again. Find your center. Because if we're too fixated on time and we're too future-focused and we're too visioning of what's coming down the pipeline without really focusing on what's in this present moment. We will feel like we are a slave to time and we'll feel like we're fixating on time. we'll feel like we don't have enough time when there is always enough time. And true manifesting in alignment is manifesting from the present moment. And when you can get still, you actually open up time. If you don't if you don't understand that concept, maybe you haven't tapped into that, if you have tapped into that, you understand that concept. And even if you feel like you haven't tapped into that, I want you to ask yourself this. Have you ever had a moment where you feel like there's not enough time, there's not enough time, there's too many things coming at you, and you're too fixated on time, aka being knocked out of alignment. And then have you also, in contrast, been able to look back now and witness a time where you had a lot on the go and there were a lot of things happening But it felt like there was ease. It felt like there was flow. It felt like you had so much time to do things and maybe sometimes even surprised yourself over the extra time that you had, even when you thought you had a lot to do. That's what I'm talking about here. So when we're in alignment, it doesn't mean that we have less stuff on our plate and more time to be able to be, but it means that we've learned how to master time by mastering the present moment, which actually opens. Up time. I want to finish this here today with just a little bit of a a practice. Um, A little bit. uh, We'll just do a couple minutes. We won't do five minutes if it's safe for you to do so. um, Shut down your eyes and just get present with yourself here. Even if, let's say, you're you're cooking or you're doing dishes or you know, even if you're driving, maybe just pull over and just take. We're going to do like two minutes here with yourself, and I want you to see the power of changing state and getting into the present moment. Okay.
1: So like I said, if it's safe for you to do so, please just close down your eyes. And I like to just sit in this space without feeling like you need to do anything right now. And just witness. Witness your breath. Flowing in. Flowing out. Maybe you witness your heartbeat. What's that rhythm feel like? Maybe you witness your mind. Are your thoughts trying to jump? Are you trying to clear your mind? Is there a forceful effort here? I want you just to feel ease. Nothing matters but this moment. Because this moment is all you have. And now this moment is all you have. And now this moment is all you have. And so I want you to see your thoughts. Maybe like a ticker tape in front of you. scrolling by. Are the thoughts that you're witnessing scrolling left or maybe they're scrolling right? And every time they come across your mind, just watch them scroll by as you release. Because there's nothing that needs your attention than this now moment. Let's take a big deep breath in here and release. Good. Come back to the room and open your eyes if you closed them. If you did this practice with me here, I want you to take note of the state that you feel right now. Is there a more groundedness? a lightness, a freedom. That's the power of the present moment.
0: And so with this red flag number five, whenever I recognize that I am fixated on time, I take these moments for myself. Because when you master the moment, that's truly mastering yourself. And then you are the ultimate creator for the state that you want to show up in and create. Thank you for tuning in today, sister friend. I'm glad that you joined me. Uh, I'll rattle off these five red flags as we finish up our conversation here. And as you go about your day, as you go about the days to come, really start recognizing this and, and bringing some awareness into how you're creating. And so number one is if you recognize that passion is dwindling for an area. Number two is that you're looking for relief from something, from a task, from doing something, from getting something out of your life, or doing something just to get it over with. Number three is recognizing fatigue within your physical, mental, or emotional body. Number four uh, is having a fear-based mindset. Maybe there's worry, maybe there's guilt, judgment, comparison happening. And number five is fixated on time and really being out of the present moment. Thank you for tuning in today. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysara.com is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.